God bless you. Good to have you here today, amen, on this new episode of Kingdom Concepts. It's great to be in the studio, amen, to be able to share about the goodness of God, amen. Today's a very special day. We've been just reflecting and thinking about the things that we've experienced in the house of the Lord, just the benefits yes. of, of being a Christian and, and, and being given an entrance to be able to come boldly before the Lord and make our requests known. I mean, what an honor when you think about how there was a time when once a year, oh, yes. a high priest was allowed to go into the holies of holies and to present, you know, the sacrifice for the people, only one man, you know, and to know that Jesus Christ came to pay the price so that we could have that entrance back to the Father, to where the Bible says that when Jesus hung on that cross, when he said it was finished, the Bible says, you know, that the ground shook and the temple where, where the, the holies of holies was behind a veil, you're talking about a three-inch thick piece of leather curtain mm -hmm. that, that hid the holies of holies. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the Lord tore that veil yeah. from top to bottom, so we can revealing the holies of holies, you know, because that's what Jesus did. He put us in a place to bring us back up front and center with the Lord, and it's just such a beautiful thing when you think about that, well, you know? Well, we were always supposed to be able to just walk with him. That was yeah. his plan. You know, the Garden of Eden, he walked with them. He fellowshiped Amazing. with them. You know, he, they, he, you know, when they fell, it says that he was walking through the forest looking for them. Yeah. Where is why, my worshiper? Why? Because he wanted to fellowship with him, and he was walking. And that, I mean, like... That just just is just so amazing to me that God would say, just come into a garden to look for us. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just, that's just so amazing to me. Man, that just made me want to cry right now, you know. <laughs> but I know that when, when we walk into the house of God, there's times when I've gone into, and you know, and we're talking about the local church and the importance, but there's been times when I've walked into the house of God, and the minute that I walk in, it just... It didn't, doesn't matter what's going on. It's just like, yeah. I just know. Yeah. Not that I didn't have God before. Not that I didn't have his presence before. But there's just something about being in God's house, standing at the altar. I mean, the altar is where I was saved. The altar is where I was healed, forgiven. You know, all the shame and the torment and the things that the enemy was trying to throw at me from everything that I had done. That's where, you know, that's where things changed for me at that mm -hmm. altar, you know, and um, I had gotten saved, like I said in the earlier broadcast, at home, you know, um, at home in the middle of the night. But when I went to church, and I remember when you um, finally gave your heart to the Lord, when you went to the altar, you know, I made it official. I went to the front just to just to make sure it was for reals, but it was, you know. But just the altar has always been so special to me to where, you know, I remember just laying my marriage down at the altar because we were making such a mess out of it. You know, laying down, you know, the 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 attitudes and the things that I had in raising my own yeah. kid and raising well, we only had one kid at the time and saying, Lord, I don't I want to raise my kids how you want me to raise my kids, not how I was raised mm -hmm. and not not what I think is right, but just everything laying it down, you know, in church for him, you know. Yeah. But you know, it's a choice. Every one of us are faced with a choice yes. to where, you know, we can either serve God or choose not to. And for us, uh, you know, we made that choice. My mom wanted us saved, but you know, uh, you know, they can't. You can't make a choice for other people, but you can make a choice for what you choose to do. 
And I, I think one of the best examples of, of someone making a decision as mm -hmm. for what their family is going to do is found over in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, mm -hmm. if you don't mind finding that. Mm -hmm. You know, Joshua 24, 15, here you have Joshua, which I love that name. It's just such a beautiful such name. Such a beautiful such name. Such an amazing yeah. name. I, 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 oh, it's my name, too. Oh, it's your um, son's name, too. <laughs> but to... But to have yourself be in this position where here you have a man of God that went from Egypt to the promised land. He's one of only one of two people, him and Caleb, that God allowed to complete that journey. Even their leader, Moses, didn't. Mm -hmm. And so this man made a decision in Joshua chapter 24, mm -hmm. uh, verse 15. And man, this is powerful. It's just as powerful now as it was back then. And I pray that this is your confession because God knows this is definitely ours. Amen. But why don't you read that, babe? And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I remember this passage of scripture when we first got saved. Mm -hmm. That was just our anthem. Yeah. You know, if you're going to live in this house, you're going to serve God. You know, you're going to, we, we are going to serve God. And, you know, it was never a, um, it was never a choice in our kids' life mm -hmm. whether they were going to, mm -hmm. going to go to the house of God. Mm -hmm. it, it was never their choice whether uh, they would serve God. They would do, it was just an automatic. And I remember each one of them when it came time to, okay, they were in children's church, they're no longer in children's church. It's time to start serving in mm -hmm. the house of God. And they were so excited. It was a get to. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was at church and I had like four little girls running to me and they, they were in children's church and I saw them. They came to me and they said, guess what? Guess what? They said, we just got our paper signed. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? The, and because the children's church leader has to sign the paper to let the youth, the children's leader, wait, how does it? Wait, the youth? Yeah. The one minister. of them has to sign yeah. the other one so that the other one said that they can, you know, they can, they can even, you know, help in the nursery or help in children's church or whatever area. And they were so excited. I get to do ministry now. Yeah. But you know what? That's what their parents taught them. You, you have a value system that you create, whether mm -hmm. you like it or not. You're, you know, I always tell parents especially you know the greatest gift that you can give your children is a worthy example, example. yes you know because your value system is going to be modeled in front of them your belief system is going to be modeled in front of them and i think that for for too long you've had so many people that have been raised in homes where they've been taught do what i say not what i do yeah. mm -hmm. you know and so they grow up with a belief system that's tilted to where they think that everybody goes to church and, and fakes being perfect, fakes mm. loving God, fakes obeying the Bible because they just seen their mom and dad fleshing out in the parking lot, mm. saying things and doing things that you shouldn't. And I think it's so important that we understand that when it comes to the outcome of your life, your life today is the result of choices that you made yesterday. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to the most important choices, God makes it very, very clear what we should choose, you know. And again, I pray that you have your Bible and a notepad because you definitely want to write down these scriptures that we're sharing with you. Um, we just read Joshua 24, verse 15. But I want to share with you Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 and 20. 
Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 and 20, because this is very, very powerful right here. You know, the Bible tells us in verse 19, he says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life mm, and death, mm, mm. blessings and cursing. Therefore, remember, anytime you see a therefore in the Bible, you need to what is therefore. Therefore, choose life. He says the choice is yours. That's what he's saying. I set good in front of you, and there's bad in front of you. Blessings mm -hmm. in front of you, curse in front of you. There's life in front of you. There's death in front of you. Therefore, since you have a choice, choose life. Choose the blessing, amen? Choose the thing that's right. He says, therefore, choose life that both you and your seed, which means your children, your offspring, that they may live, verse 20, that thou mayest love the Lord mm -hmm. thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice because if you love him, you will obey him. That's, that's what right. the Bible says. That's if right. you love me, you'll obey my commandments that's right. and my commandments aren't hard to obey, paraphrase. He says, that you must obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days that you may dwell in the land which the mm. Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. Mm. What the Lord's saying here is, hey, you have a choice. That's right. He's put us in a place because one of the gifts that God gave mankind, mankind from the very beginning was free will. Mm -hmm. You can choose to love him or choose not to. You can choose to live for him or not live for him. You can choose to obey him or not obey him. You can choose life or you can choose death. You can you have the power to choose whatever you want, but you cannot choose the consequences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know, and a lot of things that, a lot of the choices that we make outside of the church affect us when we go to church. It yeah. really does. You know, if we're not choosing life outside of church, when we go to church and when we're hearing the word, when we're hearing worship, it affects us. Big you know, time. you know, you walk in and you have the burdens of the world down because you're not living. You're living, you know, two two people. You know, you're living a, a life of of holiness inside the church, and then you walk outside of the church and you and you cease to live holy, and you think you're going to get the blessings of the church outside living your unholy life, and mm -hmm. it does not work that mm -hmm. way. It doesn't. You know, there's grace and mercy for that. You know, but. Uh, and I, I truly believe that God gives us grace and mercy as we're growing in the Lord. You know, we're not perfect. But I've always said that grace is is in case we sin, in mm. case we mess up, not so that we can mess up. And there's so many important things that happen when we are in the local church. You know, we, we gave a couple of examples earlier, but I, I wanted to share a couple more if if that's, a, or did you have something else? Yeah, well, well I know we're, we're getting ready to go because mm -hmm. we want to share some testimonies with you guys about real people. We've shared some of our testimonies. Um, but you know what I find amazing about the Lord is that God gives us this power of choice. And even, mm -hmm. even with us having that power, there are people that have made wrong choices and I'm telling you, they have chosen something mm -hmm. that's going to cause them to die and leave this earth yes. without God. And to leave this earth without God, you go to hell. <laughs> and then from there, you go to the lake of fire after the great white throne mm -hmm. judgment. And God gave me this portion of scripture. And this helped me when it came to us making a change in our lives. And I think that this is the case with so many people, even some of the ones that you're going to give testimony about today, um, about how God rescues people. God doesn't want people going to hell without him. Mm -mm. God wants people going to heaven. Mm -hmm. and, and, and God gives people not just one chance. I'm going to tell you, God gives you many chances. 
And, and this right here, God gave to me many years ago. And, and the whole chapter, Job chapter 33 is amazing. But I want to pay attention here more so to verse 28 through verse 30. And this is what it says. God has redeemed, I'm reading now the Amplified. God has redeemed my life from going down to the pit of destruction and my life shall see the light. Uh, Elihu comments, behold, God does all these things twice, yes, three times with a man to bring back his life from the pit of destruction that he may be enlightened with the light of the living. God says, two, even three times, I've kept people from going to hell. I've mm, kept people mm. from dying without having me as their savior. Now, I'm telling you, God's given me more than two or three times. I can testify yeah. to that. And it's amazing how the Lord, he's going to try to give you as many chances as he can for you to do the right thing. And sometimes some of us, we've taken a lot of chances and we thank God that when we do get a hold of him, he can take a life that's been running from him and totally turn yes, it can. around and restore it to the uttermost. And I know you have some testimonies of people that that's happened to. And the thing that we need to be mindful of, Satan's going to try to kill you between this time and the next time, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, why don't you share well, some stories had, about some of the people that I was God's just, turned things I for. I just had one. I really, I just had one that I really, because I know we have, you know, a certain time. But I just had one because one of the things that we shared in the earlier program was, is my husband just began to write down a bunch of stuff that, you know, because we're talking about the importance of the local church. Yeah, and, yeah. And he just started writing down. I'll just share this really quick. I don't know if you could see this, but he just started writing down just bullet points and just just things that um, that you that happen in the local church. Yeah, and one of the things that, uh, yeah, that we experience being part of a local church. And yes, you can receive these things outside of a local church. I'm not saying that you can't. What I'm saying is when the things happen and things um, come against you, life happens, yeah. being part of a local body that is there for you, that is is lifting you up and carrying you through those dark times, it's important, it's you amazing. know, because it's one thing to call CBN, not, not CBN, um, <laughs> TBN. TBN or C, you know, even CBN or anybody calling them and saying, hey, pray for me. But it's another thing when you have that, that. That somebody you have a coming, man of God, woman praying, of God, or praying over sister, you. Yeah. And one of the things that you said is freedom from addi addictions to drugs and alcohol and pornography. That's one of the things. And you, you have a bunch of other stuff. But I wanted to, to share this story with you that um, uh, happened a few years ago in our church. And it just has always stuck to me, because, stuck with me, just because, um, just the way that the Lord showed it to me. You know, um, in, uh, I think it was 2003. Uh, my, uh, no, 2004, my mom went to be with the Lord. And I remember walking into uh, the hospital room mm. and the way that she was, I mean, I had just seen her a couple of months before that. And the the rapid um, just deteriorate, deterioration, I can't say that deterioration, word. Deterioration. Yeah. Uh-huh. That happened to her within two months was shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Was Shocking to me. I remember I walked. My remember my sister called me that morning and said, "You need to come now. Uh, we they don't. The doctors are saying she's not going to make it." And in my brain, I, I was eight hours away. In my brain, I was thinking, "What do you mean she's not going to make it?" I couldn't wrap my brain around that. Yeah. And then because I didn't understand, because I just seen my mom a couple of months yeah. ago, so I walked in the hospital like a month room earlier. Yeah, maybe two. I walked into the hospital room, and. She, I just, I, I didn't even recognize her. Just, just, just didn't even recognize her. And I remember turning to you and looking at you, and yeah. saying, 
What is God telling you? Because at that point in time, I couldn't hear anything God was saying because my mind was so wrapped around what was happening. I was like, what is God telling you? What is God telling you? And then you wouldn't tell me anything. So you weren't saying anything to me. So I knew what God was telling you. And, you know, I prayed with my mom and a few months later she went to be with the Lord. But she just she just looked. It was just the spirit of death was just on her, Mm -hmm. you know. And so this person, this is a few years ago, my husband and I, and you and I, and then uh, two other ministers in our church, a minister, Andrew and minister Diana, we went to go visit her because the, her mom goes to our church and, and, and yeah, and the, her mom goes to our church and um, this uh, per, person, she would be, she'd visit off and on and her kids would go to our church off and on. And um, she said, I need you to come. She said, they're giving my daughter a death sentence. And so we went, and I am not kidding you. I walked in that hospital room, and we had been praying. I've been praying for a while, praying for a while. I walked in that hospital room, and that same look was on her face that I had seen yeah, years yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I walked in, but there was a difference when you walked in that room. There was yeah. faith in that room. There mm-hmm. was so much faith in that room, and there was so much hope and so much faith in that room. I'm not saying that we, as my, we didn't have faith and hope for my mom. We did, but my mom, I know, was so fearful and she was mm-hmm. so scared and she just was so done and she wanted to go home to be with the Lord. But I remember walking in, and I know I'm taking some time because I got a set of, okay. you know, I walked in and I felt that same thing. But then we just began to pray. She wasn't talking. She wasn't moving. We began to pray. And I remember me and Diana, we just looked at each other because it looked really bad. She was unrecognized. We've known this girl for years, and she was, she was unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. If, if you were to have put her in a room and sent me a I didn't even I, recognize, I didn't recognize her. The only reason I knew who she was because her mom was standing yeah. right there. And now... Now, you know, that, that girl, she's dancing up and down the aisle. She's, you know, everything. Faithful. Faithful. But this is, this is, she sent this to me. And I always think, um, you know, that um, that uh, part in Princess Bride when he says, oh, she's only mostly dead. No, this girl looked dead, dead, not mostly dead, you know. And so um, this is what she said. She said, um, she sent this. She said, where to start? She said, three years ago, I was sick and feeling unworthy and empty inside. I began having health issues due to alcohol abuse. And what I love about her is she's owned the fact that she did this to herself. I love that. I was in and out of the hospital for months until one day I was hospitalized for seven months. Seven Mm -hmm. months. I was told I had stage four liver cirrhosis and would need to be placed on the transplant list. I was in and out of consciousness at times, not even knowing what was going on around me. My mother and prayer warriors stayed by my side, reading scriptures and making sure I was constantly hearing the word. At times I cried, wanting to give up because I was tired of the pain and felt so helpless. But my my family and mother refused to let me feel sorry for myself. I began to watch the word on the television, pray for God to give me the will and strength to push forward. As I began to get better, I was sent to a hospital in Madeira where I wasn't able to have my family by my, by my side or see my children. I had, love this, I had to lean on God to help me get through it and regain my strength. I began to slowly get better and started physical therapy since I was bound to a bed and unable to walk. I slowly began to walk and was able to come home. I continued watching um, Pastor Joshua and Pastor Anna via live stream until I was physically able to attend church. I have been going to service or watching live stream faithfully since May of 2019, and God has shown me that there is a better way to live 
life and has blessed me abundantly. <laughs> Sorry. My body and mind and soul has been healed inside and out. I no longer need a liver transplant. And awesome. Yeah, my relationship with my family and children has been restored. And most importantly of all, I have learned to love and forgive myself. I would not be walking and loving and rejoicing without having Jesus Christ as my Savior. I remember when she walked to the church. Actually, she didn't walk in the first time. When she got out of the hospital, she was wheeled in. Yes. And I remember feeling so happy that she was wheeled in with all her brothers and sisters. We were so happy. We rejoiced. The whole church, we rejoiced. And then I remember she walked in, on, came in on a walker, and we rejoiced with her. Mm -hmm. Now she's, now <laughs> she's, because she was so weak, but yeah. now she's gained her weight back. Yeah, she's just very healthy. Healthy. And she found that that love, that strength, that just in, in the local church, you mm -hmm. know, and and how important. This is this just one story, but there's there's others, you know, that we can just share over and over again about the goodness of God, mm -hmm. and and you know, one just one more really quick. Um, there's a choice. There's there was a choice for her to um, there was a choice for her to keep staying and keep going to church, or just mm -hmm. you know, I got my healing, I'm gone. You know, and people, so, so many mm -hmm. people do that, but go ahead. I don't no, want you to said enjoy. you had one more oh, story. I was just going to share about a little boy in our church that that um, his mom and dad, they, they, they've they been coming to our church faithfully. They, you know, love the Lord. And I, I remember you were teaching, um, you were teaching about, for months you were talking about how we need to have the word inside of us. And that we, we need, not only need to have the word inside of us, but that we need to stand on his word and not care what the enemy said and you always you were talking about praising the lord yeah and you were saying that what what if you can't get a hold of us you need to know what you have inside of you mm -hmm. and we've been pastors for this will be our 19th year and in 19 years we have never turned our phone off we don't turn our phone off no we don't turn there's it no off off switch to there's what we no do. <laughs> off switch you know uh we just don't turn our phones off because we're pastors you never know what happens in the middle of the night it's just it's just a fact and uh i remember that night our phones were not working our phones were on but are not working it wasn't until seven in the morning when i text uh, the mom and said hey how was the delivery and she said oh the baby's in nicu and i'm like what's happening you know so i called and anyways long story short they kept calling us during the night the grandparents were calling us during the night mm -hmm. They had called us during the night to let us know that the baby was born not breathing. The baby was born not breathing. And you know what they did? They did exactly what you had been teaching them. They did exactly what they, you know, because they, they grew up in Christian homes. They did exactly what the word said and spoke life over their child. They spoke, you know, healing over they their child. They God praised in the God in the middle of it. The mom is there just ha have had having had the baby. And she's got her arms yeah. raised, praising the Lord in the midst of chaos. Yeah. Because her mom raised her in church, worshiping God, yeah. loving God, no matter what. Yeah. The father was raised in church, loving God, praising God, mm -hmm. no matter what. Yeah. They learned that in their local church, you mm -hmm. know. And it's so important that we raise our kids knowing yeah. about God. You know, it, it really is. Well, that and because, you know, you're a product of your environment. And that's why it's so important to be a part of a word church. 
because I remember after this had all happened, because they said that the baby was gonna have brain damage. Yep. That, that boy's running all over the church nowadays, yes, man. Is. I mean, it's Little just a Jackson. miracle, yeah. Miracle baby. And I remember this is what they told me. They said, Pastor, they said, it's because of what you taught us. They said that our son's alive today. And we have other people in the church, same mm -hmm. thing. We have a gentleman in our church that he had, he had to go in to have some surgery done on his head. And while they were in there, they found a lot of tumors. And they took out so much of his brain that they took out his ability to see. And I remember him calling me up and telling me, Dad, he said, I can't see, I'm blind. And I remember we prayed and we spoke the word. And that man, he can see. Amen. That man can see. He's got his driver's license. He can see. So there's nothing that God cannot do. But I'm telling you, God works with a yielded heart. That's right. God works with people that have surrendered their life to him. There's nothing that God can do. Amen. If your life is surrendered to him, now God will do things for you even when you're not serving him. That's called grace. But we're talking about intentional living. Oh, yes. We're talking about intentional results. And I can tell you right now, it means life or death where you go to church. Amen. Because you're going to learn how to be equipped and how to use the word of God so that you can enjoy the benefits of it when life happens, good and bad. Amen. Amen. This has been some good stuff. Amen. 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 We've go to church. Find a good church. God needs you in church. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you guys here again on Kingdom Concepts.